the Tag Digital Squadcast. Hello there and welcome to the eighth episode of The Squadcast, a podcast by Tag Digital that we believe is jam-packed with the latest trends, tips, insights and developments from the world of event PPC marketing. I'm Johnny, a member of the paid social team here at Tag Digital. And I'm Jamie, a member of the paid search team. Myself and Johnny make up one of the squads that work on the event PPC campaigns here at Tag. For the eighth episode, we're going to take a look at the key metrics that we focus on when running campaigns, as well as how we report on these back to our clients. So if you've wondered what acronyms such as CPA or CTR mean, then this is definitely the episode for you. I thought we could get started by talking about what metrics we consider the most important when measuring the success of our campaigns. Yeah, that's a great idea. So let's get stuck into it. The Tag Digital Squadcast. So let's start with campaigns where conversions are the primary objective. The most important metric to look at here is obviously the number of conversions that we do get from the campaign. And these may be the number of tickets sold for an event, um, exhibitor inquiries, sponsorship inquiries, free registrations, basically anything that we get the user to do on the website. Um, If we look in more detail at conversion campaigns, Now, as I say, the most important metric is conversions. But then if we look a little bit deeper, the CPA or the cost per acquisition is equally as important. So what this is, is how much does it cost us on average to get one of the conversions from the campaign? So, for example, if we've got a campaign um, where we are trying to get people to register for a fashion event, how much does one registration to attend the event cost us? Another metric that we'd look at for conversion campaigns would be ROAS, so the return on ad spend. Now, this one's pretty self-explanatory. It basically allows us to work out how profitable the campaign has been. Um, There, I'd say the key metrics from conversion campaigns, we will go over um, later in in, in this episode other metrics that we'd look at when we're monitoring the campaigns as they're live and also... um, once the campaigns have finished and when we're going back and reporting on them. Um, Jamie, I think you've got some stuff to say about traffic, where traffic is the objective. Yeah, absolutely. And just touching on what you said there as well about CPA and ROAS, um, I think, would you say that the two, the kind of thing that differs between them is that you would calculate ROAS based on whether there was like a value um assigned to each conversion for example like a, a ticket price whereas for example, if you don't have the ability to track that within google ads for example uh, you would probably more focus on cpa over roas but if you've got a value you're actually able to attribute um you know a value to that conversion and you can then track your return on ad spend uh, correctly is that right yeah for sure and i think that one of the key things with many of our campaigns is there is a free element to the to the conversions that we're tracking. So free registration is, is probably the most common one. So that's where we'd probably concentrate more on CPA over ROAS because obviously a free registration doesn't have um, a static value. Uh, I don't know another word to say for static, but it, it doesn't have a set value there. Um, so we'd concentrate more on CPA. Uh, so yeah, as you said, I'm, I'm 
when we talk about um you know we obviously have our conversion campaigns as our our, our kind of main primary ob- objective that's the, the vast majority of the campaigns that we run here at tag but uh, sometimes we're approached by clients and they want to um achieve like a high volume of traffic to their website uh, f- most commonly if it's like a new event or something like that they want to kind of build awareness things like that so uh, when this is the case our kind of main objectives here would be um, to achieve a high volume of clicks um, and also to achieve that high volume of clicks at a, a low CPC, so a low cost per click. Um, there's also a few other kind of um, campaign types that we would kind of look at these metrics for, and it's called like an awareness campaign. So when we run these campaigns, we'd be also be focused on the number of impressions that we're actually able to serve because we'd be using a lot of uh, display campaigns um, where you can reach a really high volume of users um, across the display network. So, um, yeah, the, and when it comes to traffic as your main objective, I would say that your top three kind of key metrics that you're, or top four metrics, I would say, that you're looking to focus on would be your clicks, your cost per click, your click-through rate, because you, you do want to achieve a high volume of clicks, but you want to, them to be qualified users who are, um, who are coming onto your site. So the higher your click-through rate is, it would suggest that you're targeting the right audience. Um, and then impressions would be your kind of other main metric that you'd be looking for there. There's also um, touching upon these kind of awareness-based campaigns. Sometimes we're approached by clients to run brand protection campaigns. For this, um, you can then look to track impression share as a kind of key metric. So. Uh, impression share simply is like the the share you have within the auction um compared to your kind of competitors and things like that so um if if, if a client is kind of struggling within the auction if there's a lot of competition around their branded terms we want to make sure that our impression share is as close to 100 percent as possible uh, so that's when um we would start to include uh, those kind of metrics within our reporting for the client Digital Squadcast. So I think we covered a lot on kind of overall campaign objectives, but I think there's a few specific metrics that I would say are, you know, suited to Google um, specifically, and then a few suited to social specifically. So um, I'll cover the Google ones, obviously, because that's the platform I work on. The main one that kind of comes to my mind is quality score. And this is, um, this is like a, a metric assigned to assigned on the kind of keyword level in Google Ads, um, and it's a, reported on a one to ten scale, and it's kind of defined by three elements. So the three elements are your expected click through rate, your ad relevance, and your landing page experience. So first of all, ad relevance. What that really means is that you want your ads to be as relevant to the keywords that you've selected within your ad account as possible. So. Uh, a good way to do this is to make sure that your ad associated with that keyword, you have the actual keyword within, you know, headline one or two, and also within your descriptions. Um, Google will then see that as being relevant to the, the keyword or the search query that the, the user has put into Google. Landing page experience is also very similar. You want your keywords that you're you're bidding on to kind of be, be present on your landing page, whether... 
you're all you're sending all your ads to the one landing page. It's obviously quite hard to have every single keyword that you're bidding on on there, or you could have specific purpose-built landing pages um, for each keyword, which I know is, there's a lot of work going into that as well. So your quality score will not always be, you know, 10. 10 out of 10 is great. Um, but, it, you know, even if we can get it towards 8 out of 10, that is, uh, that is more than suitable. And then obviously your last... Um, kind of element of quality score is your expected click-through rate and that is basically depend that's just um calculated on how well your ad account has been performing uh, based on its historical performance so the higher you can get your click-through rate overall uh, within your ad ad account then your expected click-through rate will be higher and it basically means um quality score basically if you've got a higher quality score you pay less per click within the auction and you've also got a higher chance of uh, outranking others within the auction just because Google Ads see your um, account and your ads and your keyword selection as higher quality compared to others. For example, if you've got a quality score of 8 out of 10 and your competitor has a quality score of 6 out of 10 for the exact same keyword. The next uh, specific Google metric, uh, we kind of touched upon it uh, earlier, is impression share. Again, this is just the share of the impressions that you have within the auction of the keywords that you're bidding on. So for your branded search keywords, you would expect your impression share to be near 100% if there's not a lot of competition within the market. That being said, if your impression share is really low for branded search terms, we can run um, a, a bidding strategy called target impression share, which basically allows you to put the kind of impression share percentage that you would like to achieve um, into Google Ads and Google Ads will use its machine learning and um, smart bidding metrics to, to basically help you achieve that target impression share. So if there was a lot of people bidding on our branded terms, uh, for example, if a competitor decided to, to try and steal your traffic away from you, you could put your target impression share at 100%. And um, and hope and then Google would kind of optimize towards that. Like they they know that's what you want to achieve. You want to make make sure you're always appearing for these terms that we've put in. So again, again, that's a kind of side metric that we might measure um, alongside conversions. For example, if we've noticed a lot of um, a lot of competition around our branded terms. The next metric I would say in Google that isn't really in any of the social platforms is average position, and this is really exactly what it says in the tin, it's the average position that you uh, you appear on for your keywords within the Google search results. So obviously you want to be within that kind of top space within the search engine results pages. Um, if not, if you're not, then you want to obviously up your bids um, or instruct Google to up your bids. Um, so yeah, that that's average position. Um, I, I just added that in there because it's something that we sometimes get asked um, to report on by our clients. The kind of main one that I wanted to discuss next is conversions versus view-through conversions because view-through conversions is something that's quite common within Google Ads. It is um, part of social, I believe, Johnny. Is that correct? Yeah, view-through conversions are kind of included within the number of conversions in Facebook. So you can't see... Um, how the split is um so that's why sometimes for example if we send a report across to a client 
and we say, oh, in the last seven days, there were 10 conversions. And then we might look at the same conversions figure in another five or six days time. And there might have been 14 or 15 conversions in that last week. And that's just because all of the conversions are kind of consolidated into one metric on social. Um, whereas obviously they're split out across Google. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we should probably explain what a view through conversion is. A view through conversion is when, uh, for example, if you think about a Google display ad or something like that, if a user sees that ad on a page when they are browsing the internet, um, but doesn't click on it, um, but instead then comes back to the, the our client's website via, for example, an organic search term um, and then converts, um, we get a what's called a view-through conversion attributed back to our display ad because Google sees that as that has played a part in the kind of user's journey to conversion. So it's a bit of a softer conversion. It's not our kind of main conversions that we report on, but we do include them Um within our reports, just as a kind of way of saying, like, I know display doesn't convert very well directly, but, you know, it is playing a part in getting users aware of your event and eventually driving conversion. So that's the kind of main difference between conversions and view through conversions. I, I would say that a lot of people kind of overlook view through conversions and don't see the importance in them, but we're not. it's not just a one-channel approach that we we believe in we i think there's a lot of kind of crossover obviously between social and um search as well so it's important that you're kind of capturing that whole uh, user journey and you can kind of tell the whole story as opposed to just reporting on direct conversions from google ads uh, whatever possible and lastly i just wanted to talk about conversion actions and that is simply the way that conversions are broken down um per action in google ads because at the top level, we will just report on the total number of conversions that we've managed to achieve within the campaign. But sometimes there's more than one conversion that we're a uh, conversion action that we're measuring. For example, it could be we're measuring uh, free visitor registrations and also paid visitor registrations, or it also could be visitor registrations and brochure downloads, like something a bit softer. Um, and that's why we would like we always include conversion action breakdown within our reports as well so that it's not just you're getting the whole top level figure you're getting the top level figure plus how many registrations you've had and how many brochure downloads you've had um, and you'll get a separate uh, cost per acquisition or cost uh, or cpa for each of these actions so that it's all relative the tag digital squadcast so let's have a look at some of the social specific metrics then. Um, and I think it's a good place to start by looking at a few of the metrics where there are some similarities and they often get confused. So for example, we've got reach versus impressions. Now impressions is the number of times that an ad gets seen. So if you ever look at the, the campaign as a whole, um, you can see where it says impressions, that might be 100,000. Now, reach is the number of unique people that have seen an ad. So they are often quite similar numbers, and I can understand where they get confused, but impressions is always higher than reach because people will generally see 
and add on more than one occasion, especially if we're using something like remarketing. Um, so, for example, with a campaign where impressions is 100,000, we might see a reach of 33,000 if, if the frequency is, is three times. Two other uh, metrics that people often get confused are impression device and then conversion device. So impression device is where somebody initially sees that an ad um, where they then eventually go on to convert. And then the conversion device is actually where they take that conversion action. So an example of this is if we go back to the fashion event that I was talking about before, somebody may be scrolling on their iPhone um, and see an ad and click on it and take in that information and that would then be the impression device. The impression device is the iPhone. Now they may go back on, log on to Facebook uh, on their desktop, they're just doing a bit of browsing and they think, oh, I remember that, um, that fashion event, I'll go and register for that and they'll register on their desktop at home. So that would then be the conversion device. So quite a lot of the time we see um, the mobile devices kind of dominate impression device. And then on conversion device, you'll see the number of desktop, the percentage of that being desktop increase. Now this over the last 12, 18 months, maybe two years, um, it's conversion devices now made up of probably a majority of um, mobile devices as well, depending on things like landing page quality um, and the ease of converting on mobile. Um, but that's something to always look at and it, it can give you a good indication of if you can see that impression device is primarily mobile but then conversion de device is primarily desktop, you can maybe try and improve the mobile experience on uh, on the registration form or the ticket purchase page to try and get people to convert more immediately. And a third uh, metric across, this one's on Facebook that people often get confused, is um, clicks. So it would just be called clicks and then in brackets all versus link clicks. So a link click is what we'd call a traditional click, I suppose. Um, where somebody clicks on the ad and they go through to your website. All clicks is different. So that's if somebody clicks on any part of the ad, so they can click on the um, name of the page that the ad is coming from and go through to the page. Um, they can click like or comment. Um, so that just gathers all clicks. So the main one that we'd usually focus on and the one that we include in reports it would be link clicks because it's it's important to see how many people are clicking through to your website. Um, but that is, I'd say, uh, probably the most confusing one um, because you just see clicks and you assume that people have clicked through to the website when that's not always the case. Now, if we have a look at some of the campaign types across social, um, and each of these have their own metrics that aren't really used across search platforms and some are individual to the social platforms as well. So there's some Facebook specific ones and there's some LinkedIn specific ones. So the first of these campaign types would be a post engagements campaign. Now the measurable metric here, the one that we'd, we'd look at would be the um, number of post engagements that you get. So that might be likes, 
um, comments. Uh, it's not just likes anymore on Facebook, is it? It's uh, I can't remember the names of the others, but um, all of the different reactions that you can get on a Facebook post. We then have a look at cost per post engagement, which is the same as the cost per acquisition before. So that's just how much it's cost to get that uh, post engagement. And you'll find on these campaigns that that'll be really low. So that'll be uh, in the in the pennies or in the cents if we're, if we're doing the campaign in dollars. Um, we, and the other things we'll monitor on this would be the actual engagements themselves. So that would be reactions, shares, comments, and that'll help us gauge what kind of traction that, that the ads within that campaign are getting. So boosted posts are a post engagement campaign. That's how we'd set them up on Facebook. So our KPI for that boosted post campaign would be post engagement. Another campaign that we run on Facebook is a page likes campaign. So obviously the thing that we're looking at here um, the conversion is page likes, and as with the other campaigns, cost per page like will be how we gauge um, the success of the campaign, really. So if, if a cost per page like is $100, that campaign isn't good. Um, if a cost per page like is kind of a dollar, that's where we're looking at a really successful campaign. Now, a campaign type that we run across Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn um, are on-platform lead generation campaigns, which I have spoken about in previous episodes. So here, obviously, as with the other campaigns, the main metric that we're going to be measuring is going to be the number of leads, and then the cost per lead is how we'd uh, measure the success of that campaign in terms of uh, cost and, and how profitable it's going to end up being. Um, we can see it, it entirely depends the cost per lead on the type of campaign that we're doing. So if it's a free bit of content um, to try and gather some data on your audience, we'll see the, the cost per lead quite low. Um, but if the if it's a more, um, I don't know how to say it, more complex uh, lead generation form with more fields and it's to do with um, exhibiting at an event, that's where we'd see the cost per lead a little bit higher. The final social specific um, kind of campaign or metric that I'm going to look at would be for LinkedIn. So that's LinkedIn message ads. Now these were formerly known as LinkedIn email campaigns or sponsored email campaigns. Um, and they're the messages that you can pay to send through to a target audience on LinkedIn. Now these are in my opinion, quite hit and miss campaigns. They don't always perform great, um, but they are quite good for awareness. So the open rate for these, um, that's the metric that we'd look at where you can see what percentage of people have opened the actual message. And this is usually quite high. Um, I know that when I get sent messages on LinkedIn, I end up opening them up, but that's usually just to clear the notification, if I'm totally honest. Um, so your opens and your open rate, that is, they're the metrics that we'd look at. And then after that, you'd look at clicks and conversions as well, because on these messages, you can click through to the website and a conversion is also set up. Now, one thing to note on this is I would say the number of conversions that you usually see and the, the number of clicks that you usually see even isn't that high for LinkedIn message ads. 
So I would try and use it for more awareness-based marketing as opposed to when you've actually got a, a conversion um, in mind. There are other alternatives on LinkedIn and on Facebook and Instagram um, that are better suited for that objective, such as on LinkedIn, it would just be a normal sponsored content campaign um, or maybe even a lead generation campaign if that is possible because that's where we're seeing at the moment the highest success rates on that platform. Um, Jamie, I think that is just about it in terms of social specific metrics. Um, do you want to run through a few of the metrics that we look at when we're analysing campaigns? Sure thing. Um, so when it comes to analysing campaign performance for our clients, there's always a couple of kind of key metrics that we always look at in order to kind of create that bigger picture for them. Um, and one thing I always think when it when you are analysing campaign performance, it's always crucial that you apply context wherever possible. For example, you can't just say, so, so for, to take it a step back, the, the three kind of main metrics I would say that we would look at would be uh, CTR, so your click-through rate, your conversion rate, and your CPA, so your cost per acquisition. Um, but for example, if you were just to say to, your, to the client, your CTR is low or your click-through rate is low, of course they're going to come back and say, why is that? Um, so it's always important that um, you you apply context wherever possible, like I said. So if your CTR is low, it's most likely to do with um, one of two things. So first of all, it could be that the ad quality isn't quite right or the messaging that we're putting across isn't right. Or that you're, or we're targeting the wrong audience, or we've got the kind of wrong keyword selection. So, uh, it could be both. It could be one of either of those things. But that's always if our CTR is low, we'll always look to kind of change our ad copy up and see if anything improves, or we'll change our targeting ever so slightly to see if anything improves. If we believe our messaging is correct, or we've got a specific message we need to try and put up, put across, we need to then find the audience that is best going to kind of respond to that messaging. If you have a good click-through rate but a low conversion rate, to us that would kind of scream that there's perhaps problems with the landing page experience or we've not, we're not targeting or we're not pushing users to the correct landing page. So uh, for us, that applying context there, we would suggest to the client maybe we um, change the messaging on the landing page to match the messaging of the ads. Again, improving a quality score that like we suggested earlier, or just um, targeting a completely different landing page that's already on the website. That might um, it could be either one step further away from conversion, but they give offers the users a bit more information before they can then make an informed decision to convert. Or it could be one step closer to the conversion. It could actually be the registration page, making it a lot easier for the user to convert. Um, again, these are two things that we would suggest to clients to improve conversion rate if it's low. And finally, CPA. Um, a lot of the time we're asked by clients, why is my CPA so high? Um, this can be for a variety of reasons. It could just be that the campaigns aren't performing great, but that's, uh, I like to say, not the most common reason uh, for us at TAG. but. Um, CPA is usually high, it can be driven up either by there being a very high average CPA within the auction, um, either because there's a lot of competition or the keywords themselves are just quite expensive. Um, 
or it could actually be that the event that we are promoting has quite a high ticket price and therefore there's a much higher CPA associated with that. And usually the client's quite understanding of that because, for example, if the ticket itself costs $500, they're not going to expect a CPA of $2. Uh, that would be great, but um, I think they would expect, expect to be a bit more realistic when it comes to kind of measuring CPA um, in that form. And I think... In terms of, from my perspective, that's the kind of three main ones I wanted to hit when, that's the three main ones that I would always look at anyway when analysing campaigns. I don't know if you've got any kind of other other ones that you, you would look at from a kind of social side, Johnny. Uh, yeah, there is a couple. We definitely still look at um, CTR, CPA and conversion rate. They're still in very important metrics on social as well. Um, there are two more that, I'd say I'd include, but they're probably not at the same um, level of importance as the three that you've mentioned. So the first of these would be the CPM or the cost per, Jamie, you might want to help me out here. Is it cost per mil? Is that how you say it? I think it's. Uh, I think it's actually, it's weird. It stands for cost per thousand impressions, I'm pretty sure. Um, Yeah, I think the M is mil which in like latin or french or something is means thousand yeah well i didn't know that so there you go (laughs) there you go i'm even teaching jamie something here um so yeah cpm cost per i think it's mil um but yeah as jamie says it's cost per thousand impressions um and this is a good indicator of how much it's costing us to reach our target audience now if we see that the cpm is quite high that might be because um, the ad auction is quite competitive for that audience, so it might be worth tinkering tinkering with the audience to see if we can bring down that CPM. It could also be an indicator that um, your quality score on, on search or your, your relevant scores in the background of Facebook, um, they might be quite low, and that drives up the cost of how much it takes to compete in the ad auction. So... Um, CPM is something that we will analyse when we're monitoring the campaigns and we'll make adjustments to try and bring the CPM down, um, which in turn will bring down cost per click, CPA, um, all the good stuff. And then the last metric that I'd want to mention is frequency. So frequency is usually more important when we're looking at remarketing audiences because these are the audiences that are going to be the smallest. So if we notice that over the last seven days, uh, a frequency. So frequency is the number of times that a person has, or the user has on average seen your ads. So if a frequency for a campaign over the last seven days is 10, it means on average, each user has seen an ad 10 times for that campaign. If we see that a frequency is starting to, to get quite high and, and people have different opinions on what a high frequency is. Um, and it is dependent on a few different things. It depends on the objective that you're going for. Um, but if we notice that a frequency is, is getting really high over the last 7, 14, um, or even 30 days if you wanted to look back that far, then we need to try and increase the audience size there. Or on um, on search, you'd then try and limit the frequency so that people aren't seeing an ad too often. 
Um, but yeah, they're the only two that I think I'd, I'd like to mention. CPM, cost per thousand impressions, and then frequency. But they are more minor metrics that we'd look at um, only really when measuring the uh, when analyzing the campaigns and making changes they're not something that we'd really report on unless it was um, unless for example a high frequency had really damaged the campaigns um, that might maybe something that we'd report on on a weekly basis but you'd expect by the end of a campaign any frequency issues would have been ironed out So I think that's just about it for our eighth installment of the Squadcast. We hope that you're leaving with more knowledge about the key metrics involved in our PPC campaigns and which of these metrics are the most important when looking at how successful a campaign has been. If you're looking for more events PPC insight, then check out our other episodes, which are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most importantly, the Tag Digital website. You can find some great blogs and case studies on the website too, so be sure to check that out. So, next week we have the penultimate episode of Season 1. What do you think we should cover, Jamie? So, next week I thought we could try and get away from everything that is currently happening in 2020, as impossible as that may be, um, and we can try and take a look into the future with kind of things that we're excited for, both across the advertising platforms and also just here at Tag Digital in general, things that we are kind of pushing for for 2021 and what we, what we look forward to. Yeah, that sounds really good. There's uh, there's some good stuff that, that we've got coming up over the next uh, 12 months at Tag. And then obviously the uh, the platforms are ever changing as well. So we, we can provide some insight on the changes being made on the advertising platforms as well. If you have any questions about anything that me or Jamie have discussed this week, or if you have any other inquiries, then feel free to drop us an email at either johnny at tagdigital.co.uk or jamie at tagdigital.co.uk. Or alternatively, you can get in touch by our website, uh, that is tagdigital.co.uk. Thanks very much for listening, and we will see you next week.